and we have a very, very special guest with us. We have Andy Woody Waddell. He makes it really, really hard because, of course, he wants to switch up the middle name and the Twitch name. But oh, yeah. tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us why you're here, why we wanted to bring you on, why you were so awesome. And, of course, throw your handles in there, throw all that kind of stuff in there. So I reached out because, you know, I feel like I have a good background in some gaming. You know, I've been playing games since, you know, I probably picked up a basketball. <laughs> um, and obviously, you know, here at the Game House, I've been streaming on their channel, doing some video games and things like that. But I've always wanted to dive in more of the um, talking aspect, you know, really interacting with the community. Um, I work back, my background is in mental health, so I work with adolescents and, um, you know, I just have a passion for video games and also just, you know, helping people out that have mental health struggles. Um, if you have not, uh, you know, followed the Game House or Project Esports, do so today. Follow me at Twitter as well, at Woody. Um, obviously, if you don't like me, at least like Mello, because she, I mean, she's a pretty good puppy. We all love dogs <laughs> in this world. She is currently begging food from my friend. But she will definitely make a guest appearance. But, you know, I'm really excited to be here because I feel like I can bring a whole just different aspect and viewpoint dynamic you know that everything that these guys have been doing in the game house you know i just want to you know put my 10 cents in and help out the cause no yeah that's um that's great i'm sorry i'm thinking i'm just trying to make sure everything is going well there it looks like we're having a little bit of lag because it's, as i was bragging pre-show we had been doing so well for so long and today of course we're having a little bit of issues but hopefully everything kind of mellows out Mellow, based off the dog name, did totally not mean that. But hopefully we're good. Dylan, do you have anything to kind of chill out about right away at the start of the show before we get into housekeeping? Yeah, to chill out about. So thanks if you're stopping by and listening to this on any of the podcast platforms that we're on. If you want to go ahead and just uh, give us like a retweet or just tell a friend about it, it really makes a big difference to us. And if you're listening and watching in live on Twitch, don't forget you probably have a Twitch Prime that you can always give us, and we always love the sub. So thanks, guys. That's definitely not what he meant, but I love that you went into that. I just meant, like, how are you doing, dude? Like, you, you said chill. Little... You used the word. It's, I know. We do our little open introduction, but, of course, we're trying new things. We're switching it all up. So, of course, we're going to have a little couple mistakes. But, yeah, of course, we're super happy to have you with us today, Woody. And, yes, again, the Twitch Prime is super important. It does mean the world to us if you do subscribe because, of course, that tells the guys up above, that tells the game house that we're doing good work, which allows us to kind of keep doing what we do. But without further ado... Something that I'm very, very excited to talk about because I finally found the one place in the world that I belong, and that is Iron 4. Oh, boy. There has been two new tiers announced for the League of Legends ranked tiers. So it always used to go bronze, silver, gold, platinum, diamond, masters? Yes. Yep. Yep. And now they decided for whatever reason they wanted to introduce two new ones. So instead of wood that everyone thought it was going to be and what so many people belong in, they're doing iron, which is now the lowest tier in League of Legends. And then between Diamond and Masters, they're now introducing Grandmasters. And the ex to quote the exact reasons why they introduced both of these tiers was to kill a meme. 
is that <laughs> so many people are like making fun of like bronze five and hard stuck there and that there are so many like the diamond five scrub that the whole reason they introduced that was to get rid of both of those memes somehow so i don't know of how that's going to accomplish that but what do you guys kind of think about that i mean i'm happy i finally <laughs> am showing off my skill level but i don't know how do you do do you want to yeah what was the, um, yeah. What was the first breakdown of the highest tier previously so it used to be masters is a, no so it's challengers mm-hmm. masters diamond platinum gold silver bronze i could totally be wrong on that totally change it up but they are now putting one level between masters and diamond which is grandmaster okay so they're putting one in between um yes. I, I don't thought know. it was the other way around. I thought it was between Challenger and Masters, Grandmaster. You could be right. I think that's it. I think it's Challenger, Grandmaster. I'm, of course, Grandmaster. running by the, <laughs> yeah, my computer's potato as always. I did not get no, updated over the weekend like I thought. So I'm not able to read any articles. So I'm just going off of what I kind of remember reading last week. I don't think it's like, I mean, it's cool, I guess. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, originally, what I thought was happening is that they were adding a new top tier, no. which if there was going to be a new top tier, I always think that's super interesting because then it creates like a whole different dynamic of something brand new. But I mean, cool. It's a rebalancing of the ladder. Um, maybe it will make the like, I think the like where people belong, everyone's going to say in the relative same like leagues. So if me and you are the same exact skill, we're still going to be in the same leagues together, whether that's moving down or, or up. The only difference is it's kind of just named something different. So like um, they gave the example of like all diamond players feeling all like diamond players rather than like the huge gap between the two, the, the two biggest ones. So I don't know. Like, I guess it's all right. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think it's I think more James of just would have been a, a better anything. one for this because I think he knows the memes that we're talking about. Like, I know the bronze tier and all that kind of stuff, <laughs> but I guess I don't know much about the higher levels. Like I said, I was already making mistakes up there. But I guess another <laughs> thing before you go on and kind of give your opinion is that what I think is really cool is that they're removing, by adding both these tiers, they're removing one of the five levels or whatever. So there's bronze one, two, three, four, and five. And now it just goes one through four. So mm-hmm. it does make it, they're doing that so that it makes it easier to go up and through to show your skill level rather than being hard stuck in like the five or whatever. So they figured that with adding more tiers and removing one of the levels, is that'll be better to show off where you actually are skill wise rather than just being hard stuck at the bottom of an elo. But yeah, what do you, what do you kind of think about all this? So obviously this past year, Riot's been notorious for killing memes, right? They've come out with all these new skins, uh, now this new ladder. Um, they've just been kind of shooting down like Dragon Master Swain was a big meme and that skin came out and everyone's like, what is, what do we have to meme about now? <laughs> um, I think it will be interesting. I think it will definitely change the game up with like the MMR thing about, you know, when people start new accounts and try to smurf, you know, where are you going to get placed now? Now that there's this whole nother level added, I think people are going to try to get an iron because obviously people just want to stomp kids right there. They just want to pub stomp kids because whether that's because they can't do it in their own time or they enjoy that, who knows? Um, It will be interesting to see the MMR balance around that. Um, I do think people are going to see an escalation in climbing because like you said, they removed that five ladder now, so it's only four tiers you have to go through. That's my favorite part about this whole thing Mm -hmm. is moving that five because I remember I'm so last time I played for season, I got into gold five. I'm like, yes, I'm finally getting good and stuff there like that. Yeah. Then I was hard stuck there for so long because there can be such a big skill difference in that mm-hmm. gold five from being yeah. able to get placed there 
sure wouldn't people but like don't you guys just think that wouldn't more people just end up in like bronze four or silver four like what's kind of preventing that from just being the hard stock now it's just a top three that we're on i don't that's tough to think because i don't know their whole i guess algorithm where you want to call it to how they do mmr it yeah. still doesn't address that whole 95 to you know that 100 point lp that people get sometimes and super infuriating right yeah if you're at like 70 points or 75 points and you get 22 lp you have to play another oh. game to get into series that's the worst <laughs> uh, feeling yeah. honestly rather than losing a series game um because that can make or break you even making into the series also you're able you were currently are able to jump from like Goal, if your MMR is good enough or you're on a win streak, you can go from like gold five to gold three yeah. after you win your promos. Now that there's you know, only four tiers, does that handicap certain people who may do bad in their promos? Like I do really bad in my promos and get placed <laughs> kind of low. And then I start playing my normal games where my MMR is and it's I'm a little not to like humble brag, I guess I'm better than some of them. So I start gaining more LP and climbing yeah. faster. You know, is that going to play into factor? I wish kind of what Beal was talking about was they put in a higher ladder after challenge or make it something more worthy because NA's obviously getting memed on that we are the fun region you know we don't have competitive <laughs> players anyone can be challenger essentially you know when you see Yasuo the one one trick streamer go into EUS getting pub stomped by platinum diamond kids and he's a challenger player here you know, NA is getting made fun of. They need to find an incentive if we really want to be a competitive region in the sense, long-term schemes for, I know this might not apply to Riot as much, but to players who, you know, make this kind of like their job to be in Challenger or want to further their career in League, you need to put in an incentive. Yeah, um, that makes sense. And, you know, Challenger right now, maybe that's why they put that Grandmaster in there to buffer Challenger to make it maybe it's only top 50 in the country. So it's even highly competitive and maybe you put in more rewards than... If you hit gold, everyone gets the Victoria skin, right? You know, yeah. you get everything if, once you hit gold. Well, how about we start devising, you know, rewards per, um, you know, rank? So there's platinum rewards specifically to plat, to diamond, to master, to grandmaster and challenger. Um, you know, in the long term things, I don't know if Riot really, you know, I don't want to bash on Riot. If they really care for like how certain regions play out, you know, Korean's the best region for solo yeah. queue. And if NA's the worst, and you know, that's, if they don't care about that, that's fine. But, you know, it doesn't solve, I guess, you know, the whole, I don't know, NA will still be a mean until Worlds after this year. I have hope. I have hope for NA to make it out of groups this year because it's only one week. So we'll yeah. see if NA is still a meme after 2018. But um, as far as I like the changes, I think it will help people, I don't know, want to grind further. But, uh, you know, it, it might hurt some kids because if you get placed in iron after... If I got placed in iron, I probably wouldn't want to try to grind. Anymore. I would. Yeah, yeah, that would just be totally demoralizing if I actually yeah. it up there. <laughs> but and I guess uh, not to just ignore the big thing that happened over the weekend, we are kind of deciding not to talk too much about the group stages or anything kind mm -hmm. of that because James isn't here, obviously, this week. If you have any questions or his thoughts about anything like that, just tweet at us. He's making a bunch of tweets about that already this week. But I didn't feel like me and Dylan really knew enough to really go on talking about the group stages. I didn't know God, where no. you kind of ended up in worlds and all that kind of stuff. I follow it, but I'm not like, oh, yeah, this team is definitely going to win. This team is going to get curb stopped. So I'm like, we'll just ignore that and talk about other kind of things that we can actually add something to, I felt like. But definitely. with that, Dylan, that is my very subtle but not so subtle 
transition to whatever we have next because you're the only one with the document open today. Yeah. So I guess the next big thing is also another league-related thing. Uh, so MasterCard signed a multi-year deal, and it's like a global sponsor. So this is kind of a, an actual big deal because MasterCard's huge. Um, obviously, whenever you get like the credit or banking industry into into like into your scene as a sponsor, it's kind of a big deal. And so, like, what the big memes with this is is if you use your MasterCard in the league platform which that's how they stated it. I assume that means if you hook it up to your league client and your league account to like buy skins or riot points or whatever, um, you get entered into a chance to win certain things. So basically what their thing is called, it's called the priceless program. And so they, if you have a MasterCard, you probably know about that. I'm assuming, I don't have MasterCard, I don't know. But um, essentially it's like if you buy things within this, you get entered into like a raffle to win stuff. Yeah. So it just it's incentive to use it in that platform. And their big things are you get to attend the opening ceremony and like get like a backstage like behind scenes tour um, of worlds. You can watch worlds from a VIP seating area, and then you can test the computers that the players are going to be using during the finals, <laughs> which is the weirdest That's thing. So I mean, random. No, it is. But like to be fair, if they were like. Yo, you can go up on stage and just like mess around on these computers. That'd be actually kind of hype. Like that, that would actually fun. be kind of hype. But like, I don't know. It, it's just random. Um, I mean, this. I don't think there's a bad part about this no, anywhere, it, unless like you're those, super like, against the financial industry. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the one thing that I did kind of want to talk about that that kind of surprised me is pretty much all their kind of advertising or like being like they're the global sponsor sponsor, but they're only really being involved heavily in MSI all-star and worlds like during the normal splits and stuff kind of like that they haven't said that oh we're not going to be the sponsor for that but they're not doing anything extra for that and i just mm -hmm. thought that was kind of weird i mean did you guys think that was because there's too many different divisions and regions that kind of get involved in at all levels that maybe just focusing on the highest would be the most successful for them like do you guys see any problems with that or is that just me trying to <laughs> no that's this just you i think i think them just going hey Put us into your big events like we just want to be at the big events yeah. like the top three events or whatever and they went okay that sounds good because it makes sense because like yeah i guess logistically it probably is a nightmare to get into like all three regions in all three splits with like all that going on like logistically that's probably you know a, a more nightmare three regions, right huh there's more than three regions well yeah whatever <laughs> it, uh, regardless 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 of Come how on. many regions there on, are, it's a logistical nightmare like, I can even keep track of all the regions. We can even keep track of everything on our podcast, let alone the regions <laughs> of League of Legends. So let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Do you agree with Dylan? Am I just crazy here? Uh, no. Maybe I have to say like 70-30, Dylan. <laughs> you know? I think, I think you bring up some, some good points, though. I think MasterCard's probably just taking the safe route and just kind of being the host or a big sponsor for those three events because obviously those are probably the most televised ones right because yeah. every region gets involved um on a on kind of a bigger picture what i'm kind of seeing this is just you know my theory is last time worlds was in korea the following worlds was in na so we're in korea again 2019 worlds will could possibly be here in north america which if mastercard already knows that and they start doing promotional events with like Ticketmaster and stuff like that to, you know, if you use your MasterCard when you purchase your 
seed for Worlds, you know, 2019 in North America, you get Riot points or something like this or exclusive bonuses. Um, not sure where MSI is, but my guess would be Worlds is coming here 2019 and MasterCard oh sees the big picture um, that, hey, we understand that it sold out Staples Center. It sold out every arena it was last time it was here. I mean, 2015 was kind of when League of Legends really took off when they sold out Madison Square Garden for their uh, summer finals between TSM and CLG, which the Knicks couldn't do all NBA season was sell out their own that's stadium. That's not saying but, much though. It's the Knicks, but I mean, that's, that's super fair. Cool yeah, it's 2015. But like for but, the Knicks, like right. Everyone in New York though is looking at billboards saying, "Who are these kids yeah. playing video games, and why are they here in my city?" Um, you know, Mastercard sees this as a huge earning potential to start. You know. I don't have a MasterCard, like even Dylan said, he doesn't have a MasterCard. But if you're really tied or invested into, you know, your favorite teams or sports, you usually start changing certain small things. Like maybe I changed from Visa to MasterCard just because my favorite team, TSM, is sponsored by them. Or, hey, I've noticed I've been drinking Dr. Pepper more because, hey, <laughs> TSM sponsored by them, which subconsciously, I don't know these things are happening, but it's because it's marketing, it's branding. There, you know, you see it so much like, well, why don't I try it? Yeah. You know, so MasterCard is doing some schemey, clean stuff when I say schemey, but, you know, they- <laughs> They're I thinking think ahead. Biden, They're being smart. Yeah, They're getting ahead they on are. They definitely are. I really think they know that this is- the time is now after franchising and everything. Like, if you want in with Riot, because this is kind of the game that really paved esports to be how big it is. Um, you know, times now, and especially if you can be the sole sponsor or the big name for 2019 Worlds North America, why not take that opportunity? Why not? I mean, there's a lot of money to be made for them from a financial standpoint. No, yeah, but. Uh... Look at you dropping all these stats and statistics. Like. <laughs> League of Legends is my patch. That's that will always be really. Well, Halo will always be number one because that's what hey. I grew up playing competitive. But League of Legends is definitely my number one PC game. Love it. Like huh. I would, if Mastercard told me you could get extra ride points for buying ride points with their card, you bet your ass I will buy re-switch over from Visa to Mastercard. Well, I'm I would have known I that. I guess game. I didn't know too much. I guess that's probably on me. I should have asked a little yeah, bit more. But I would have, yeah, I would have kind of gave you a little bit more on the League of Legends. At least gave the kind of opinion of group stages because I didn't. I mean, anything I say about League of Legends is just kind of something like, oh, I saw this on Twitter. I can talk about this for thirty seconds. Uh, you're good. Anything, anything I see for once, I automatically claim I'm subject expert every single time. That's just good memory, though. I, I wouldn't <laughs> knock yourself on that. It's just good memory. Eh. I just try to pretend that. But <laughs> something that you kind of want to talk about a little bit, and we'll get to that, but I want to kind of move on to Call of Duty World League changes. We talked about this not too long Call ago. Of Duty. And how they're kind of saying that, like, well, we're opening up franchising spots. So Overwatch League teams, all that kind of stuff. We're talking about if this is a good idea, bad idea. And then they come out and announce the changes for the next year. And I'm like, awesome, franchising, let's go. But actually, there's no talk of franchising. Um, there's a lot of really cool things, but I just thought that was really kind of interesting that they kind of start bringing up that franchising talk and then not say anything about it in the changes this upcoming season. But just kind of the overlay some of the things that they kind of talked about in the article is that they're switching to 5v5 for all games instead of 6v6, which I think is personally really weird. I'll get your opinion on this later, Woody. But I thought, like, whenever I think Call of Duty, I think 6v6. For them changing it up, they didn't really give much of a reason why. And I don't know if you think this is going to be game-changing, but I thought that was kind of just something different. Um, there's a $6 million prize pool, which is the biggest they've ever had. And I'm really kind of surprised with that for Call of Duty. 
I mean, it's not franchising or anything kind of like that, but so the system I'm not super familiar with, but I still think that that's a really nice size prize pool. And I would love mm-hmm. to see Call of Duty, especially with this next game, really come back to relevance. Because I'm interested in Call of Duty more than I ever have been for a very long time for this game. So I love to see that. And then also the most exciting thing and the reason why I'm going to become a Call of Duty Pro this next season is that they're introducing the Path to Pro. Very, very, very similar um, kind of framework to the Overwatch League. And I'm assuming it'll transition exactly the same framework once they introduce franchising. But pretty much what it's going to do is it's just amateur tournaments that kind of correspond exactly with the um, larger Call of Duty openers. And then if you do well in there, you get a chance to get qualified for the bigger games. Kind of similar to the Dota one we talked about a couple weeks ago. And then, of course, they have online ranking systems and all that kind of stuff, too. Just for you to get noticed, for you to get a chance to get picked up by these teams. and Which I'm assuming is just setting up all the framework for the franchising league to follow the Overwatch uh, Path to Pro League. But I know this is kind of a lot, just threw a lot at you. Very half-educated with a lot of all that kind of stuff. But what do you kind of think about the changes they're making? And do you think it's weird at all that the franchising isn't coming up? I thought it was all but set that we're going to be getting the franchise team announcements when I saw this. But I'm a little disappointed with that. But what do you guys think? You can start, Dylan. I was going to say, I was going to let the educated opinion go first. And then I was just going to spew my garbage afterwards. I already did that. So we might as well just keep going with that. But whatever you guys want to do. Um, You know, I'm... I think, you know, I'm definitely most excited for the path to pro. Um, it will be interesting to see how they do it. If it's, you know, you have to have like a team to move up in the rankings. Cause I don't think Call of Duty's ever had a solo ladder ranking system, kind of like Overwatch. So it'd be hard to like individually, you know, market yourself. So it'll be interesting to see how you have to kind of like, how do you know who's a good Call of Duty player? You can't go by prestigious, right? That just means you play a lot. So, um, I'll be interested in that because I definitely want to pursue that and play in tournaments. Um, I know that they play their tournaments in Columbus at the MLG Arena, which is amazing. I went there for the Halo tournament once, and it was amazing venue and everything. Um, I like 5v5. I think 6v6 is obviously, you know, it's, I guess, more chaotic. But after playing Black Black Ops and stuff, the mobility creep, right? In every game we see, any game you see mobility start to take over. You know, Fortnite sees it with these grappling hooks and stuff, bounce pads. You see it in League of Legends. There's a lot of games that um, mobility starts to take over, and that's kind of like Black Ops. It's a very fast-paced game. I think yeah. 5v5 is a good number for it. Um, I mean, I could be wrong, though. I only played the beta. The maps, though, seemed... They seem I don't a lot know. smaller. Yeah. They do. So when you had the 6v6 playing it, it was like, man, I'm getting just like flanked and shot from I, random I was getting places. Spawned. There's some game yeah. where I was just constantly getting spawn capped, which is really annoying to me. Yeah, it but. is. It does get frustrating. So, I mean, at a 5v5 pace, sure, I'm used to the 4v4s because, you know, Halo and things like that. Yeah. Um, 5v5, I think, is a good number to start with. You know, 6 million prize pool, you know, you already know Optic Gaming's going to have one of the best teams. This is for them to come back. I saw Nate shot tweet out. He already found his hundred thieves team. Like he's, and he's an OG optic player yeah. now with his own brand. You know, he's gunning for it. He wants to beat optic. You know, deep down, he may not vocally come out. I'm sure he'll send no, he's some straight up. Tweet. I think earlier this oh, year he came out and he? straight up said that we're going oh, to beat it. you guys in call of duty. I love it. I love like that. call of duty. You see everyone talk about toxicity, like in commute on online gaming and stuff, but everyone talks about, man, you weren't there for Xbox live chat. 
when you know you had the kids just howling oh, yeah. at you on the microphone even in halo had it so great. these ki- people have been waiting this is their moment to bring back that aggressive killer instinct type play sound i love that call of duty is pushing for this and i mean they have a great game on their hands it really is and it's on pc which adds a whole new player base i mean i know the tournaments used to be ps4 but i mean i just can't wait it's going to be fun to do (laughs) online tournaments and things like that like so if you know anyone out there in chats trying to pick up a sniper i got you (laughs) just just mark just just saying you know call of duty but i like it i think it's i think it's going to be a big game i really think this is a really you know six it's obviously successful franchise but they can definitely make a name for themselves and compete with the big big games like al and league and fortnite to be a you know competitive esports game that could make their way to what espn3 i think there's al on espn3 right or something yep, like that. And ABC and, and ABC. call of duty can make it somewhere maybe yeah. you see them on tnt monday night you know replace monday night <laughs> raw or something who knows i'm just I, saying I'd love, I'd love to see something like that but dylan spew away okay so I was going to start talking about my initial thoughts on it, but instead what I thought I should probably do is let's just get into the, the Beal for Real meta. Let's get into my meta thoughts about it. Okay. So I'm going to tell you how my thoughts are now, and I just know they're going to change because the same <laughs> thing happened with, with all the Battle Royale games. I don't, I'm not super interested in Call of Duty. I haven't been interested in it in a competitive aspect. I love playing mul- multiplayer a lot, but I wasn't interested in it. Now, once this thing comes out, and it starts getting popular in a couple months, my opinion's gonna change, and I'm gonna think it's really cool, and I'm gonna advocate <laughs> for it extremely, extremely hard. The same thing happened with all the Battle Royale games. It's just gonna happen with this, so I thought, let's just let's just skip all the BS about it, and just, that's what's gonna happen. I don't know if I should be disappointed in you, or be proud of you at this point, but I I'm at least self-aware. I'm, a, I'm self-aware now about it, so. <laughs> that doesn't make it better. But okay, a little just to uh, summarize some of the little things. Um, I read up that article. Computer didn't crash, so it's a good day, guys. Um, so I'm just gonna read through some of the kind of path of pro. Because a lot of people in the chat are actually kind of happy about that. I definitely think that's the thing I'm the most kind of happy about with that. So the path of pro online, um, online competition returns this year's a way for players to begin their CWL career or own those all important CWL points, pro points. Um, the ladders and weekly tournaments will begin launched after Call of Duty Black Ops 4 and help determine seating at the LAN events. Um, the emphasis obviously will be on LAN events. Um, the LAN events will just be open LAN events um, throughout the year, continuing through each open LAN event afterwards. Um, amateur teams will compete in double elimination open bracket mm-hmm. tournaments for their own prize pool. And that they're always held at the same time and place as the pro league cup which i think is kind of weird that it's kind of overlapping each other but mm. so that's just kind of a little bit more information on that um but i think that's the one really cool point that i think overwatch obviously is doing it well to a point they could mm-hmm. really give it more support but i mean league of legends doesn't really have anything like this as far as i know dota or cs like a lot of the leagues or just kind of esports as a whole don't really have these really young development kind mm. of leagues and paths and like if you do this you and you're good you're probably going to get noticed and might get a chance to the higher level which i think is the number one way Mm -hmm. to really boost the number of players taking the sport seriously because if you go from just oh if i grind at league of legends for the next three years and finally get the top (laughs) the masters i might then get picked up by a team otherwise you play Mm -hmm. in small online tournaments and stuff kind of like that 
But if you say, well, if I'm number one in Call of Duty Pro Points in the solo bracket, well, I'm probably going to get picked up. I can play in these tournaments. Like, it's a very clear path. Which is one thing I just kind of wanted to highlight one more time because I didn't do a very good job of it on the first time through. But I think that's going to be the one thing that is going to take Call of Duty from just being another esport to something people take seriously because the talent's mm-hmm. going to develop. People are going to be interested in it. And I think the mm-hmm. fan base and the people watching it are going to be much higher because a lot more people are really involved in it. Definitely. Definitely but agree. Not much more about that. But I know we talked about a little bit in pre-show. You want to talk about Blackout a little bit. I didn't get a chance to really talk with Dylan and James much about it last week because they didn't get the opportunity to play. But just kind of, yeah, you were saying that, yeah, you think that you kind of agree with me a little bit that you think this could actually be something real for the Battle Royale kind of. Um, mm-hmm. genre or is it just another flake i think it's definitely gonna give fortnite a run for its money i think what blackout did was just everything PUBG just couldn't live up to right i mean PUBG's a great game don't get me wrong but mm. the optimization on that level was it was bad yeah. right you lag and everything the i didn't experience any in-game lag and it was beta and the only time i had trouble sometimes was the game would crash and that's yeah. expected of a beta right Which, Everything... whatever that's that's the right. only problem that i had Mm-hmm. like it was i played with my friends it was easy to get into parties games were it felt like the circle was moving just you know fast enough it wasn't hard to find guns i think armor is something that can be probably changed yeah. a little bit that's i think that was the only feedback i could give them but you know when you hear battle royale, you think fighting, gunfights, you know, crazy gameplays, crazy snipes, shots. And Fortnite was that when it first started. And then building is obviously the, you know, the selling point for Fortnite. If you're really good at building, you know, you're going to move up and be kind of, you know, higher in the ladder, which is great. I get that and I respect that game. It's a unique thing. But when I watch Summer Showdown stuff, I lose interest because it comes down to 40 people with one small circle and who can build the best and, yeah. you know, get the lucky circle on them. And that wasn't entertaining to me. I'm, I like the fast gunplay. I'm a hardcore first-person shooter. I want to see people gunning it out, having crazy – like no one picks up a sniper in Fortnite. Yeah. That's not fun. I want to see the long, crazy snipes, the no-scopes, you know, diehard Halo here. Like it's awesome watching that. And Battle Royale for Call of Duty Blackout, it is that, and it can be that. You know, people are going to be going – balls to the walls in the sense you know when that circle moves in or when they're using the grappling hook or all the you know interesting tech device they have blackout has that and it you know it appealed to me as that player of like i want the fast pace i want to get in gunfights i don't just want to sit behind a cubicle essentially and fight kids (laughs) um so i think it will hit you know the PUBG fans a lot and i think eventually PUBG will probably die out um just because blackout will I think surpass it over time, and I think people still play Fortnite. It's, Fortnite is a great game. I don't and think it's, it's a bad game. That's the number one and that thing is, that's going to keep it free to play game. So long. I believe Blackout also Call of Duty Black Ops Four comes out October twelfth, but Blackout will be released. I think I saw six days after. Yeah, so, it's not in the initial release, which I think is really smart because the last mm-hmm. thing you want to do is launch out right away, yeah. and then everything just be really bad. You get multiplayer right. out, you get zombies out. You get mm-hmm. everyone happy with that. Then you release yep. that, and they'll have time to get that 100-player count. Every yep. That should launch smoothly, hopefully, and then mm-hmm. you get going right away. Which yeah, I, I think Call of Duty, they're taking the right steps. Uh, I mean, it's it will be up there with Fortnite. It's going to hit to different viewers. I don't think everyone has to like both games, nor do I think have, someone has to pick sides. You know, Pick what you like to play and have fun with it. You know, This is just like any other Battle Royale, but you know they've got something special on their hands, and it's... 
it's going to be fun to watch, especially when they start doing tournaments, which they already started with that Doritos one, which yeah. that's going to be awesome to watch that. Some of the people in that tournament, Dr. Disrespect, y'all. Okay. Where do you stand <laughs> on the name? Do you like it that it's the meme? They've accepted the meme, or do you not like that they accepted the meme? Where do you stand? Um, I mean, I'm not a huge meme person in general. You know, I don't meme. Yeah. I have students in my, you know, I work in a school district, so all those kids love memes and stuff. I'm not a meme person, you know, so I would say I'm not for it really, but I get it. You know, I understand why they embrace it or do it. I get that, you know, just like Riot. But personally, me, I'm going you know, to give a thumbs down. You're down with it. Like I'm with Dylan. I'm I'm down. I I I will I will come out and say I am a meme person. Uh, you are the definition like of a meme person. <laughs> I'm a meme. But I think I think most of us on on the podcast can be defined as meme people in different ways. But I, I definitely do agree <laughs> with that. I 100 percent agree with that. Especially James. He's the definition of a meme Canadian. He's a memer. He's a That's memer. Fair. But. <laughs> Since Dylan took my show earlier, I just want to kind of do it in there once again, kind of the mid-show, that if you do have Twitch Prime and you connect that, if you have Amazon Prime and you connect it to your Twitch Prime, you can subscribe to the channel. You push the little button right above us. It's free. Mm -hmm. You have to redo it every single month. So if you did it last month, even though we weren't on here last month, you can do it again today and you don't have to pay a dime. It does tell Rob, who's in the chat right now, that we're not doing that bad of a job. You enjoy what we do when you want us to keep doing more. So that does mean the world to us. Otherwise, following us on Twitter at the Esports Pod or anything like that means the world. Follow Woody at Twitter as well, at WoodyTGH on Twitter. Follow him so you get his live stream updates and all that kind of stuff too because anything for any small kind of stream or anything like that, it means the world to us. But with that little in-show ad or whatever, I want to jump into the next one, which I don't think is a huge talking point. I definitely don't think either one of you are going to see any negatives to it, but it's a kind of a cool kind of day for um esports and video games kind of as a whole but ninja mm -hmm. is now the first professional app gamer i'm sorry to be the cover of espn the magazine and have the full feature article be about him so the last time video games at all was mentioned on the cover and as far as i could find the only other time was when marshawn lynch starred in the last call of duty game or black ops 2 or whatever was the last time or the most recent time that video games have been included in the cover of it and that's not even that's just a mention like this football star is in a video game was a story not this video game has a star so i think right. it's really cool that ninja is the first person to be on it and personally in my opinion i don't think there is a better kind of representation in gaming right now of who you'd want to be in front of all this crowd He's, he seems pretty humble while still good-hearted and competitive he does really good for the community despite a couple little slip-ups here and there so i love having him as a cover i think it's really good and what is bigger in the world right now than fortnite but mm -hmm. what do you guys kind of think about this i mean do you wish he would never be on a cover again or I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it's ESPN. ESPN's picking up more esports-related things. He's, like, the biggest thing and, like, the biggest, I guess, icon right now in, like, streaming and esports. So, I mean, all the pieces are kind of falling into place. I thought the cover was super cool. It's, yeah. like, an actual just good-looking cover. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's actually super awesome. 
I mean, I'm not the biggest like ninja fan, but like I think if you're gonna have someone on the cover, like just makes the most sense, obviously, and it's a good thing. Only problem I had with the cover design. Sorry for cutting you off there. No, you're good. But they did. First off, huge PlayStation fanboy. I'm a place. I'm a Sony pony all day, every day. And they had the square, circle, X, triangle on there for the PlayStation buttons. But he plays on PC. Mm. Small thing. Most people probably would have never noticed it, and I don't know what you would have replaced that for. The design looks super cool, but just being that little nitpicky guy, like that's just me. But I still love the design, and I can pretend that sony got a little bit more press there but go yeah on, how much sorry. money do you think sony paid for that nothing. i didn't even, i didn't even notice that nothing i guarantee <laughs> wow, you just the person that did it it was like oh so like playstation <laughs> video games this design uh, looks cool that's fair i mean i uh, give espn crap they are getting more into esports and they do good do a good job on coverage so i i don't definitely be down i mean yeah i'm not obviously i follow ninja on you gotta be kidding me mel you can't be squeaking nemo oh boy um sorry about that anyway yeah i'm not I follow Ninja on Twitch. Am I a huge Ninja fan? I mean, not really. He doesn't hit my type of taste for entertainment. Yeah. Um, but, right, what person else would you put on the cover of ESPN? I mean, he has connections with superstars in sports and entertainment. You yeah. know, you see Drake, you see Juju, you see Aaron Rodgers and him at the ESPYs and stuff. Like, yeah, good for ESPN for doing this, and great for Ninja. He is the face of esports essentially right now because of Fortnite. And you know what a year for him, or just a couple months of the Red Bull signing—that's huge. Yeah. And now ESPN. I mean, he has the potential to really. I mean, this is from a mental health standpoint, break that stigma behind gaming, right? People, you hear gamers, and you hear of oh, mama's boy, like the nerd in the basement, you know, with living with his mom and his friends, like. No, like that that meme or whatever you want to call it, it's changed now, right? Yeah. Like video games is a part of our culture. It's a thing that everyone does. You know, everyone's picking up. There's so many games out there for people to dive into that it's a normal part of some people's daily lives, more so than probably not. And, you know, he is he's got great potential to do this. I mean, I I can't believe it's him. I played Halo against him, um, <laughs> like growing up, like in MLG <laughs> and stuff, but to think that he's, you know, when he was just streaming H1Z1 with like maybe 800 viewers to now this, I mean, good for him, especially for where he's come from, from the raging and stuff like that. We all have had those moments to really understand that this is bigger than you. Like you have the potential to really pave the avenue for others and the esports like recognition. Awesome. I, I can't think of anyone else I would put on there. You just, you can't really. I mean, he's family friendly now. He's really cleaned up everything and, you know, is really adamant about esports and in general. I mean, he's, for someone who has almost, a, oh, God dang it, almost 100,000 <laughs> viewers at time, he manages channels really well, too. Like, he's just a positive dude now. So, I mean, hats off to him. I'm definitely going to grab a cover or a, a copy of it yeah, just to have. That, awesome. that's, that's something I didn't even think about. That would be something I should try to grab. I should try to grab a copy of that because, whatever, like I said, I don't even know if I go through and read it. I read some of it on ESPN, but I just think that mm-hmm. is kind of a cool thing. Like, oh, yeah. like, look at that. For like, everyone, when people ask, why do you talk about video games online every single week? Well, like, this is why. Like, this is kind of a right. deal now. For everyone in the game community, he did us all a service. Like, yeah, this is great. Yeah, I, I definitely do like that. And something that we just totally breezed over, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, but the Detroit Lions had a ninja night. 
Like, oh, really? <laughs> he was, like, introduced before the game, and, like, they had him on the big screen and stuff kind of like that. Like, I don't know if it was, like, officially Ninja Knight, but he was, like, introduced down on the field, like, kind of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He was doing a bunch of tweets about the game and stuff oh, like that, too. I know I know he uh, has some friends on his account that play on the Lions. Yeah. I've seen that. He, on grew, up in, and he, he grew up in Detroit. Not yeah, in Detroit, he, in Michigan. He flew out his family on a private jet to the home opener for the Detroit Lions game. I that's, saw that in the stream. So he's that's difficult. I mean, that's awesome that he does that. I think that's. I mean, I'm sure kids have brought up to their parent. Now parents can put a name to the face, yeah. you know. And he's a good-looking dude. He's got his life together too. Like, this is something parents probably won't be like, oh, who? Like, this helps Twitch out in general too, which I know is another point, but. You know, name to face is huge for people because you want to make sure your kids are watching or doing things that are healthy or not negative stuff. And Ninja can be that guy. Yeah. Nino's got to go. Nino's gotta go. <laughs> Thank you. Luckily, I don't have Tulsa with me. Otherwise, I feel like she'd be doing the exact same thing in the back of the stream sometimes. But do you guys have anything else that we kind of want to talk about before we go into the big topic of the show? Anything you want to touch on? Just kind of random thoughts, random topics, anything for that before we talk? Oh, this one last point uh when halo infinite comes to pc expect a whole new wave of just craziness in esports i'm just putting that out there now it hasn't it's been just talked about that it's come to pc but when they release details that is where my life is gonna it becomes go. that's where i go into my mom's basement and never come out yeah <laughs> what, right what was your halo game what was your it one? was halo 3 so i've started yeah. with Halo 2 but yeah. halo 3 yeah. is really where i played countless summer hours with my friends in my basement and really took it serious to like up on game battles oh yeah like i was i would like that's how i paid for things in high school i would boost accounts for which is you should not do that now i'm just putting that out there do not boost people's accounts it's wrong selling generals dude right just that's all i did i got i was huge on trying to get every playlist in 50s and the only one i didn't get a 50 in was big team battle i got stuck at 47 because you just couldn't find players you just couldn't find enough players at that level but yeah, dude. Halo. Halo for life. Always and forever. That's awesome. Well, we'll have to bring you back on the show when that kind of comes out. Maybe talk about the <laughs> esports scene all that kind of stuff down the road. Because I personally think that's still a ways away before that game comes out. I would yeah, love to. I would. I can't wait. I mean, I don't even have an Xbox One, but I know my roommate does, so I'll play it on his. But I can't <laughs> wait. I've always been a Halo uh, fan, despite never actually owning an Xbox. But See, I've always, I you, I've always I loved you. playing it. There you go. But kind of going in the last topic, which... I th- I really hope I think you and me, Dylan, are gonna have very different opinions on this topic. And I'm happy about that because we have been too civil this show. But- okay, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to argue. Let's go. <laughs> You're always ready to argue. Um, so Twitch has been banned in China. So it happened pretty much out of the blue one day. Um, it happened some point last week, and it just blew up instantly all over. Twitch confirmed it, and that's kind of wow. So it's not as big as what we thought it was. And I'll talk about that later. But what I really wanted to kind of bring up a couple of talking points on was that it really got big after a lot of people got really upset that they weren't showing the Asian game that we talked about a lot on like the TV and all of some of the other streaming channels were not showing that at all. So Twitch became the third most downloaded free game, I mean free app in all of China almost overnight so that people could watch this, get in on that. And that's really when the Chinese government kind of saw and kind of got in onto this and ultimately what ended up being the reason that this got banned. 
And what I think has already started seeing an impact, Tencent's stock dropped some that exact same day. For those of you that don't know, Tencent is a huge owner in Epic Games, Riot Games. We talked about that a little bit on the show here. And a lot of other games. They pretty much, their mm-hmm. biggest segment is in video games. And all this kind of China stuff has started causing them to pull back, which is going to have huge repercussions in the video game industry as a whole. And then also, the Overwatch League just announced three brand new Chinese teams. And now Twitch <laughs> isn't even going to be able to show any of those. We'll talk about that, but I just think that there is a big disconnect between companies getting behind video games and pushing forward esports and all that kind of stuff and where the Chinese government lies, which is like, we want to cut back on this, which I think would be a big problem. So pick whatever you want to kind of start with on any of that. What are your thoughts about this? Do you think that this is world ending for the expansion teams in Overwatch? Do you think China is going to ruin the gaming market because of Tencent? What do you think? I think that it's not ruining the Overwatch League expansion teams. I still think that there is a market for it outside of China for sure. Um, just like how every team will have a fan base outside of their initial region, it's probably going to hurt them a lot um, for sure. They're not going to be super mega popular. So I can definitely think that some of them would have been a lot more popular. I know uh, Guangzhou, um, I actually learned this the other day that it's like a city that is like very new as in like, it's not like an old city that like took a while and then like came up really fast. It was like, it's like one of those planned cities, right? Yeah, so it went from nothing so, to a lot. Yeah, so a very modern city. And I can expect like, I would have expected people there to be super into things like gaming and stuff. I think it's going to hurt Overwatch League in terms of like the fans, but like it's not going to hurt the overall companies because people are still going to watch, people are still going to play the game or whatever. Um, but I think overall just esports in China is in such like a terrible place right now with this happening because like twitch is the place to watch it sure there's like other live streaming services and you can use vpns and stuff but like it's all about ease of access we saw the same thing with like i know this is a slight step but we saw the same with pirating so pirating was a big thing in video games and stuff i mean it still is but like when steam came out and they were like let's make it super easy to buy video games like just online pirating tanked super super hard like obviously like i said there still is a market out there for pirating games but because of ease of access like humble bundle and steam you don't have that and a lot more people play games because of that same deal with this in china that like yeah people are gonna like use vpns and people are gonna find like illegal streams and stuff but like because there's no ease of access the market's just it's it's not gonna be as good and it sucks i'm so upset at china like that like china could be re- <laughs> Make me esports director of China, please, because like it could oh, be so God. big there. Like I want to, I want to lead their. You would be their walking e-sports. a very thought, th- uh, th- oh my goodness, fine <laughs> line over there if you're the head of esports in China. No, no, no. I want my t- title to be chairman of esports, specifically that. But re- regardless, regardless, uh, seriously, it could be such a big thing there, and it really sucks because like it, it feels like they're just throwing it away, and it's like a really cool and impactful cultural thing that could have been a lot more. Yeah. Woody? Uh, I mean, you bring up really good points. I mean, I I know China makes up for probably 
half of the views and that's my just even i'm probably lowballing it for just league of legends world viewership so i'm i don't know how i know they have other platforms to watch it on but i mean it yeah you'll see a, a tank a dive in viewership in a lot of things uh with all the esports i'm not too educated on the owl thing so three new teams coming to china like that's yeah that's definitely going to hurt for branding and things for them to you know, become popular and stuff, or how do you market yourself to the other countries? Um, I'm sure there's political reasons behind a lot of this too, that I'm not educated on, or even want to dive into. Um, we see all these things we hear about with China and us, but I hope China relieves the ban. I really do, you know, for everyone. I hope Twitch comes back to there. I don't, I would not want to be, a video gamer in China though. That's all I know. I would not want to be there trying to, if I was like a full-time Twitch streamer in China, Oh my God, like yeah. your, your job is over. You just got fired yeah. essentially. Like, what do you do now? Like that's, that's sucks. You go to Mixer. <laughs> Mixer or the, what's Facebook that other gaming. one called? Caffeine. Caffeine. There it is. Caffeine. Uh, please don't bring up caffeine. <laughs> I, I've, I like Googled it and I almost downloaded that app and then I just never did. And I'm glad I watched you guys last week because then I just forgot about it. <laughs> yeah. I was curious. It's, yeah. I mean, maybe that is where Mixer and Caffeine, you know, start going to China. No, but so what, so when I first thought, when I first heard about this, I'm like, this is the end of the world for the Overwatch team leagues and all that kind of stuff. And what I'm about to say may not be 100% correct or anything kind of like that. It's just kind of stuff through tweets and just kind of information I've slowly been gathering over time. So take everything I say with a grain of salt. Someone in chat correct me if I am totally off in all this. But to what I understood, the Twitch deal for exclusive rights to the Overwatch League isn't really exclusive rights to the Overwatch League. Because as you've noticed, they've already showed it on like Disney XD on ESPN. All that kind of stuff. Like, those, whatever those exclusivity is, is very, very loose. And the Overwatch League is taking advantage of it. Because Twitch is not the only place in China that the Overwatch League is broadcasted. And last week, to my, and last year, to my knowledge, Twitch wasn't the number one platform that the Overwatch mm. League was watched on. Twitch didn't become big because it didn't get banned earlier until the Asian Games. Because that was the first time it became huge. Up until then, the other streaming platforms had always been about the same size or bigger than Twitch. And for League of Legends, they had a lot of people watching and all that kind of stuff like that. But the other streaming platforms always made up a large majority of it, and that's where the Overwatch League was done. So, yes, it's not good for the Overwatch League because you're talking about ease of use. And obviously, the more platforms people can watch Overwatch League on or watch any video games on, the better for everyone. But it's not going to drastically kill the Overwatch League and that because they are still getting the viewership. Obviously, you can't get the bits and that kind of stuff like that. Like, it's not great. But the viewership's still going to be there and that brand and loyalty is still going to grow. So I think I think everything's going to be fine. I, of course, would love that Twitch band to go up, but I don't think so. I don't think it's going to happen for a couple of years. Oh, Wow. Because there's just such a disconnect with the government, obviously, which happens a lot kind of in a very dictator-like country. Mm -hmm. And the people, 
So obviously that's not good. And I think until this next generation, kind of a lot of what's happening in the U.S. right now is that there's still a pretty big disconnect between the government and what a lot of the citizens want because it's a much younger country, millennials, all that kind of stuff is just starting to get into the Senate and all that now. So I think in a couple of years when these younger voices that are a lot more tech savvy, a lot more on board with all this starts getting into the government all across the world, a lot of these kind of things against esports will start changing a lot. And I think it'll take a couple of years for that to happen in China. And mm -hmm. I think that is when that they're like, someone will get into things like, why is this actually banned? Like, can we actually talk about this? And when they talk about it and people start bringing up points that are positive for it, because I'm sure there weren't many pros in the current government in China, it'll just kind of be switched around because they can see the advantages that the government can get out of it alongside the disadvantages. So I think it'll take a while. But I, I don't think it's going to turn around anytime soon. I would love it, but I don't see any positive for China to unban it right now. So I think the biggest disservice, actually, is through the community. So if you look at communities, we're in the NA community. I feel connected to people in Europe. I feel connected to people in Korea in terms of esports. I feel very connected to these esports communities. I feel like we are all in the same ecosystem. I feel like China is so far outside that. And it's just going to get worse and worse. Like, I've yeah. had experiences with people in the EU and people in Korea and in esports. But, like, when's the last time that you were able to have a connection with anyone in China through esports? Yeah. It's a, it's a very. And, I mean, even something small, just like being able to pop into, like, one of their Twitch streams or something, like, that. You that's not going to be a thing anymore. You can't pop in and watch like some Chinese League of Legends and maybe you're not participating in chat because everyone's just speaking Chinese or whatever, yeah. but like you still feel a connection to that community a little bit. And I think that's one of the biggest disservices because like now they're off in their own bubble and like, yeah, they still get to watch Overwatch League, but like it's like through a weird third party. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that will only that be Chinese viewers, which isn't all bad, but it's not good. Like I obviously... We're a very connected world now, and that's just one more way that China's kind of cutting off that connection, and that's that doesn't help anyone. It doesn't help anyone in China. It doesn't help those viewers that are all going to find a way to watch this no matter what. So why make it harder and make that connection worse? I do agree with that. That's not yeah. something I thought about, but I do like that point. But, Woody, do you have anything to add? I guess I don't have too much to add on this. Like I said, it's not the end of the world. We want it to turn around, mm. but... I don't think it's going to. I just think there's such a big disconnect with the censorship and all that kind of stuff. But Yeah, I think you guys hit a lot of good points. Um, it is definitely, yeah, that government style and then their community. There's that, you know, they're separate. And, uh, I mean, obviously the Chinese people, it's a really popular thing and a pretty accepted thing in their culture for esports that I'm sure they'll have some internal issues I mean, they have stadiums for esports teams. Yeah. I know, so I don't know what's going to happen there. But I, you know, I only hope for the best. I hope esports stays alive in that country. And you know, I think you do. You know, when you first said, "I don't see Twitch getting, you know, unbanned in a couple of years," I was like, "Really?" And then you went on and talked about points. Like, you do make very good points. Yeah, it probably won't be for a couple of years, which hopefully doesn't cause any damage long term for them. So. Because Twitter's wow. still banned in China. I don't know how long Twitter's been banned. Oh, I didn't but know Twitter that is too. banned in wow. China right now, and I think that's been at least a year. And wow. I think the same time that Twitter gets unbanned is the same time Twitch will get unbanned. So probably, probably I just right think now. that it's not getting better. 
So mm-hmm. clearly, there's still a ways to go. If a year apart or however long ago since Twitch, I mean Twitter was banned, now Twitch. Clearly, they're not like, oh, like let's actually think about this. Obviously, they're staying on the same path, which mm-hmm. is again why I don't think it's just going to be, oh, in three months, let's just flip the switch and turn it back on. Yeah. But with that, I guess I kind of gave you guys a chance earlier today. But unless you guys have any other talking points, I think we're kind of finishing up today's episode. Anything you want to meme about, Dylan? I know you always want to get that chance one last time. Um, I don't know. I don't have anything too big to meme about. Uh, just stay tuned for next episode. James is going to show up ripped from being the hyperbolic time chamber. So just get hyped for that. Okay. Well, with that, um, yeah, look forward to that. I actually don't know what a hyperbolic time chamber is. It's Dragon Ball. Oh, of course. You wouldn't I'm, know. Of course you're talking Dragon Ball. Uh, Every, everyone publicly shame him for see, not watching Dragon Ball. He doesn't understand it either. No, I remember it's where, yeah, where Frieza came out of. One of those, yeah. Boom. I'm in tune with Close the enough. community. He is not helping me. I need. I still need to bring someone on this show that is on my side. Every guest we bring in always sides with Dylan and James. But we need to move on from this topic before I do get publicly shamed. Woody, thank you so much for coming on. It was great having you on. I love getting your opinions. You seemed a lot more educated than us on some of the topics, which is really nice, and you're making us look bad, but thank you no. for that. So no. do your last plugs. Where where can everyone find you? What do you do? When do you stream? Give you me guys, second, 60 second pitch. You guys can personally find me on my Twitter at Woody, T-G-H, that's W-O-O-D-D-E-E, T-G-H. On Twitter, you can also find me here at the Game House on the Twitch channel. Um, follow them as well. They have two uh, Twitter handles, the Game House and then the Game House Esports. Make sure you guys follow these guys as well, Project Esports. These guys are, I'm, I'm honestly blessed. This is, I've told before the even show started to Dylan, like this is something I've always wanted to do to talk about like mental health and gaming and how they coincide one another. Like this is awesome. It's been fun. Mello has appreciated it as well. And, and <laughs> I know she's enjoyed it. Um, yeah, you gotta you gotta be here on Mondays. This is good stuff. Really good insight on things going around in every type of game. So if League of Legends for you, maybe the next topic is. So you know, they're doing a lot of big things. So you know, hats off to you. And also, is that a Deathly Hollows tattoo I saw on that bicep? Is that what I saw? Oh yeah, definitely. See, I'm on your side. I like that. <laughs> I love Harry Potter. I got you. It's good stuff. Well, so I mean, no one's allowed on this podcast if they're not a absolute <laughs> fan of. Harry Potter, Dylan. So you better just be quiet here, unless you have something. No, to say. I am. I'm a fan. <laughs> okay, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just making sure that 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 is where I draw the line. But again, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Appreciate and of it. course, you can find us on Twitter at um, the Esports Pod. Um, you can find us here on the Game House, Twitch.tv/slash the Game House. It's House with the H A U S. In case you didn't know that. Otherwise, yeah, like I said earlier on the show, it means the world. Just liking us retweeting us leaving a comment on the podcast anything means the world to us because it just shows that what we're doing means something to you guys and that's what we do we do it all for you guys and we really want to be making content that you guys so any suggestions you have anything you guys have for us throw them our way even if it says you guys suck change this change this change this we'll do what we can because we want to keep improving so do whatever you can to kind of give us that feedback and kind of give us some vindication but with that, Dylan, tell us when and where they can actually find the podcast and all that. Yeah, so we go live every Monday at 6.30 Eastern Standard Time over at The Game House on Twitch. Um, and then all our audio and VODs go up the following day on Tuesday, usually earlier in the morning. Uh, so whether that be on 
um, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, all that good stuff. Um, so just search. If you want to look up any of our VODs, just go to the Game House. But if you want to listen to the podcast, just search Project Esports Podcast on any of the podcast platforms. We're on everything, like literally everything, even Spotify. So go ahead and just uh, pop over there and subscribe and listen to us every Tuesday, every Tuesday morning. Awesome. And Woody, I totally did not prepare you for this. I just need you to say thanks for listening. I'm Woody. Okay. I got you. Am I leading that? Yes, you lead that. Okay. I'm Woody, and thanks for listening. I'm Dylan. And I'm Andrew, and this was the Project Esports Podcast. We will see you guys next Monday on twitch.tv slash the game.